The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome everyone to the Intentional Spirit. We appreciate all of you out there, your comments, the emails, the writings that you give us each and every week about leading edge authors and practitioners and people that are related to um, health related, the physical mind, body and spirit elements of of all of us. We know that it's one thing to have intentions, but it's another thing to be intentional And those are the people that are willing to have a voice in the world, to be different, uh, to offer us tools that we can use that really allow us to have a self-actualizing life. It's really cool to me that in the late 1800s, Unity, the entire Unity of Movement, was founded because of a health-related issue of one of the co-founders, Myrtle Fillmore, was told she had tuberculosis and she would die. And therefore, she sought alternative practices and other types of awarenesses that would catapult her to not only living, um, but doubling her life's expectancy. That's why I love featuring people that are leading edge when it comes to health. And today, we are so fortunate to have Dr. Tom O'Brien. He is an expert with autoimmune, with gluten-related disorders. He is known all over the world. Dr. Tom and Dr. Tom O'Brien, welcome to our show today. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be with you. So let me ask you, because our listeners are always interested in people's sacred story, how did you get into this type of work and why is it so important? You have such a passion for it. Come through. Oh, well, thank Thank you. Uh, well, uh, it started 37 years ago. Uh, uh, tomorrow, <laughs> my daughter's birthday is tomorrow. Um, 37 oh, years correct. ago, when my wife and I could not get pregnant, uh, I was an intern, and at that time in my education, and we were trying, and you know, we just weren't successful in getting pregnant. So I called the seven most famous holistic doctors I'd ever heard of at that point. This was 1977, no, 1979, and I asked, what do you do for infertility? They all told me what they do. I put a program together, and we were pregnant in six weeks. My neighbors in married housing, we lived on campus at the time, um, they had tried. They'd done artificial insemination. Nothing had worked, and they asked if I'd work with them, and I said, well, I don't know that anything's going to hurt you here. Yeah, sure, we'll give it a shot. They were pregnant in three months. So before, uh, so when, when we came out in practice, I was hot to trot. I was ready to help everyone get pregnant that wanted to get pregnant. And yes. it's, turned out over, it's turned out over the years we've helped hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, uh, couples. And there's not much in medicine that's all or every. But in my clinical experience, this is an every. Every person, every couple that has hormone 
problems, whether it's infertility, recurrent miscarriages, uh, perimenopausal symptoms, low testosterone, ovarian cysts, uh, uterine fibroids, uh, uh, men with uh, uh, enlarged breasts, um, every single person that had one of those problems in my practice, what we found was that they all had as a component of what was causing their problem foods that they were eating that they didn't know they were sensitive to causing inflammation in their body. Every single person. Because they didn't feel sick when they ate the food, but when you did the right blood test, it showed that your immune system was saying, you got a problem here with this food. And there's a basic premise, Mrs. Patient, if you pull at a chain, the chain always breaks at the weakest link. It's at one end, the middle, your other end. It's your heart, your brain, your liver, your kidneys, wherever your genetic weak link is, that's where the chain's going to break eventually. So the, the rule of thumb is stop pulling on the chain or reduce the pull on the chain. Well, how do you do that? Every disease... Every disease, as far as I know, every degenerative disease is a disease at the cellular level of inflammation. Every disease. The cell's on fire. It's just a question, is it a brain cell or a kidney cell? Is it gasoline or kerosene? But the first rule of thumb is stop throwing gasoline on the fire. And when you find that every single person with hormone-related symptoms, irrespective of what they were, in clinical practice, every single one of them had some food sensitivities that were a component causing the inflammation, pulling on the chain, and the weak link in their chain was the hormone system. That's what we discovered uh, back in 1980, 82, 85, and our, our practice for the last 35 years has been all about reducing inflammation, what's causing the inflammation. Where is it coming from? So when you take that big picture overview, it doesn't matter what the symptoms are a person has. This concept relates to everybody. And this is a foundational concept. It doesn't matter what you're dealing with, whether it's migraines or autism, whether it's ovarian cysts or knee pain. This concept, this basic foundational concept underlies the mechanism that causes all degenerative diseases. The rule of thumb is stop throwing gasoline on the fire. So you, we have to find out where is it coming from. And that's why there are so many success stories. And the way that I um, cut my teeth in this and learned about it and started teaching about it, and I've been on the road now for 15 years just lecturing to um, medical and osteopathic and acupuncture and chiropractic and nutrition groups all over the world, uh, the way I learned about this was that the most common food that we found people were sensitive to was wheat, most common. And now we've got over 20,000 studies in the medical literature that explains the mechanisms of how this occurs. It's not just celiac disease. That's really important to check for. But many, many, many different conditions may be caused or fueled by a sensitivity to wheat. So I came up uh, uh, cutting my teeth in the world of gluten sensitivity, and what we've discovered uh, over the years is that that's the trigger that sets off so much of the autoimmune diseases that we have. And that brings us up to today, and that's how I got to where I am. Wow. Now, another thing that I've heard through the years is that uh, there are two things that within our entire lives we could we would do better if we did without. One is wheat, and the other is dairy. Do you have any sense about that through your studies? Yes, yes. Now, listen, there's, there is, uh, and it's not my idea. So I'm just a geek. I, I read the literature. I read the studies of what the people that devote their lives to researching this stuff, what they say. And what we always have to remember, that the people writing these research articles, they're geeks. They're not English majors. You know, and, and, they're not and they're not clinicians. They don't see right. patients every day. They're researchers. So you have to understand how to read geek and then interpret geek into everyday language. So um, the first thing uh, in answer to your question 
is that there have been a number of studies. The most recent one came out of Harvard last year by Dr. Holland, H-O-L-L-O-N, and his team at Harvard, and they showed that every single person, every single human on the planet gets inflammation and damage in their gut every time they eat wheat. Every person, every time. No exceptions. No matter if you feel fine when you eat it or not. Mrs. Patient, you have an entire new body every seven years. An entire new body. Some cells reproduce really quickly. Some cells are really slow. Bone cells are slow. Uh, some cells are much, much slower, but some cells are really fast, like the inside lining of your intestines. Every three to five days, you have a new lining to your intestines. It's like the skin of a snake. You know, you just keep making new cells, new cells, new cells in the intestines. Well, every time you eat wheat, you tear that lining of the intestines, but you heal. So you have toast for breakfast, tear the lining, it heals. By the way, the tearing of the lining, that is called intestinal permeability. The slang term is the leaky gut. And there are many, many, many studies now about this uh, in the medical literature. There are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of studies on it. When I first started talking about leaky gut, um, doctors um, who weren't familiar with these studies told, told their patients that I was a nutcase and that I didn't know what I, was a talk, uh, what I was talking about. Now there are hundreds and hundreds of studies on intestinal permeability. Just Google it and you'll see. Um, but every time you eat wheat, you tear the lining of the intestines it's called, uh, and you get this pathogenic intestinal permeability. But it heals. You have a sandwich for lunch, you tear the lining, but it heals. You have pasta for dinner, you tear the lining, but it heals. You have croutons on your salad, you tear the lining, but it heals. You have a cookie, tear the lining, but it heals. This goes on day after day after week after month after year. It's 132.5 pounds of wheat per person in the United States per year. That's how much we're eating. Now, I don't eat any. So that means somebody eat. else is eating 265. And I don't eat her, so they're eating well, all of mine too, you know? That's exactly right. Exactly right. So you tear the lining, it heals. You tear the lining, it heals. You tear the lining, it heals. Until one day. It can be when you're 2 years old, 22 years old, 72 years old. One day, you don't heal anymore. Now you've got pathogenic intestinal permeability, the leaky gut. Now the importance of that, this is patient. So let's go through this because this is really important for people to understand. The inside lining of your, let's back up. If you think of your, your intestines are a tube, 20 to 25 feet long. It starts at the mouth, goes to the other end. Think of a donut. If you could just stretch one donut out, really stretch it out, one big, long donut, and you look down the center of it, look down the center hole, um, that there's one long tube. When you eat food, it's in the tube. It's really not in the body. It's in the tube. It's got to go through the walls of the donut to get into the bloodstream. Now, the walls of the inside of the tube of your intestines are lined with cheesecloth. So that when you eat uh, uh, prime rib, kind of a tough meat, that prime rib, you swallow it. It goes down. When it gets into the intestines, these shreds of beef, they're too big to get into the bloodstream. Our body has to make enzymes that act like scissors to cut these. You know, if you think of protein like a pearl necklace, you have to cut the pearl necklace into smaller pieces until they're individual pearls. They're called amino acids. And when you eat prime, prime beef, it's protein, really good protein, but it's got to be broken down into all the small amino acids, which go right through the cheesecloth into the bloodstream. That's one of the reasons why your intestines are 20 to 25 feet long, because some things take a long time to digest, right? So you got to snip it down and snip it down and snip it down and snip it down. That's what the enzymes do. So if you don't make enough enzymes, you're in trouble. You can't get the nutrients out of the food that you're eating. That's why having enough enzymes is really important. So it's getting smaller and smaller and smaller going through the intestines. Uh, that keeps working. However, if you eat wheat, and you get a tear in your cheesecloth. Now, 
these big clumps of prime rib as an example being broken down, but they haven't been broken down small enough yet to get uh, through the cheesecloth into the bloodstream, but now you've got a tear in the cheesecloth. If you have a tear in the cheesecloth, big clumps of food get into the bloodstream. They're called macromolecules, big molecules. They're just getting in too soon. They're supposed to go further down the tube, being snipped smaller and smaller and smaller until they're small enough to go through the cheesecloth. But if you've got tears in the cheesecloth in the upper part of the intestines, these macromolecules go right through into the bloodstream. When they go through into the bloodstream, your immune system says, whoa, what's this? This is not something I can use to, uh, to make new muscle cells or bone cells. I better fight this. And then your immune system makes antibodies to that macromolecule. If the macromolecule happens to be beef, now you're allergic to beef. If it happens to be tomatoes, now you're allergic to tomatoes or bananas or chicken or basil or curry. It doesn't matter. If the macromolecule gets into your bloodstream, your immune system, trying to protect you as best it can, fights these things. So that's the person that does a 90-food panel blood test to look to see what they're allergic to, and it comes back they're allergic to 25 different foods. And they say, oh, my God, that's everything I eat. Well, of course it is, because your immune system is trying to protect you. When you heal the gut, when you get rid of the fire in the gut, the inflammation in the gut, and you heal the gut, wait six months, now you're allergic to two foods, maybe three instead of 20. And those are the ones you have to stay away from. So that whole mechanism that I just went through, it's a very sophisticated mechanism. Doctors don't know this. They're not taught this in school. But that mechanism, that pathogenic intestinal permeability, the leaky gut, allows these macromolecules to get in. Now your body, your immune system is making antibodies to those macromolecules. Now I'm going to take it to the next step for everyone. So proteins are made up of amino acids. So let's say this clump of protein, this clump of the amino acid, uh, got into the bloodstream. It's called a peptide. It's a bunch of amino acids. It's too big. It shouldn't get in yet, but it got in because of the tears in the cheesecloth. And let's say it's wheat. Now, there's a really common macromolecule of wheat that gets into the bloodstream when this damage occurs. It's called alpha-glidin. It's a big word. You know, it's, it's a good scrabble word. But alpha-glidin is 33 amino acids long. So that's 33 letters. But I'm not going to say 33 letters. I'm just going to say A, A, B, C, D. But I mean that clump of the poorly digested wheat proteins that gets into the bloodstream prematurely, and your immune system makes antibodies to it. So the antibodies go through the bloodstream. They're looking for A, A, B, C, D. Now think of antibodies like being Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he's got his head out of a Humvee, and he's got a big submachine gun, and he's got those dark glasses on. In California, we call him the governator. So you've got the governator going through the bloodstream, going, over there, over there, over there, firing these chemical bullets at AABCD wherever he sees it to destroy it. That's what he's been trained to do. Now, he's got these dark glasses on. You know, he's, you know he can't see very clearly. And the bloodstream is a highway. It's just a highway. And there's lots of traffic on the highway. And there's no lanes of traffic. So everything's bouncing around in there. So the antibodies are bouncing around in there, firing their chemical bullets at AABCD. Now the blood is going past the thyroid, as an example. Going past the thyroid. Blood's going past the thyroid. And the surface of the thyroid facing the bloodstream is made up of proteins and fats. Proteins are made up of amino acids. They're hundreds of amino acids long. Part of the hundred amino acids that, of the thyroid facing the bloodstream includes AABCD. So you've got Arnold going through the bloodstream looking for um, these, these fragments of wheat that got in, AABCD, firing his chemical bullets at AABCD, but now he looks, oh, look over there, AABCD, and he fires his chemical bullet at the thyroid. Now you damage a thyroid cell, and you have a normal level of antibodies to thyroid. We have a normal level of antibodies to every tissue in our body. The brain, the gut, the muscles, the thyroid, the adrenals, the liver, the eyes. Why? Why do we have antibodies to our own tissue? 
because the antibodies get rid of the old cells and the damaged cells to make room for new cells because we have a whole new body every seven years. But you've got to clean up the old damage. You've got to sweep it out of there, and that's what the antibodies to do. But now, AABCD, Arnold has fired a chemical bullet to thyroid, and the thyroid has to make, uh, the bias make a little bit extra antibodies to thyroid to get rid of these new damaged cells. Not a problem, except toast for breakfast, AABCD antibodies, sandwich for lunch, AABCD antibodies, pasta for dinner, AABCD antibodies, day after day after week after month after year after year after year. And if the weak link in your chain is your thyroid, when you make antibodies to wheat, and then your immune system also starts attacking your thyroid, now you make more antibodies to your thyroid, and that becomes a self-perpetuating mechanism. Now you develop the autoimmune disease of the thyroid called Hashimoto's. That mechanism causing Hashimoto's is called molecular mimicry, that the immune system is attacking its own tissue because the cells of that tissue mimic or look like AABCD from the macromolecule of food that got into the bloodstream and your immune system trying to protect you is attacking that food. That's why you just go online and type in gluten and Hashimoto's thyroid and you see all the studies that come up that say when you get gluten out of your diet, many people, not everyone, but many people with Hashimoto's thyroid disease get better because you stop fueling more antibodies to AABCD. That's a very sophisticated mechanism that I just went through in about seven minutes that takes years to really learn. But just to give you a big picture overview, that is the mechanism that is a very common mechanism in the development of autoimmune disease. Now, how important is it to know about autoimmune disease? We all think that cardiovascular disease is the number one cause of death and that cancer is number two. And our scientists tell us that all of the autoimmune diseases, when you put them together, they're number three. You know, individually, they don't count as high, but when you put them all together because the mechanism is the same, they're the number three cause of getting sick and dying in the world when you add together um, um, thyroid or psoriasis and rheumatoid arthritis and multiple sclerosis and lupus. You add them together, and that's the number three cause of getting sick and dying in the world is autoimmune diseases. However, in the last 10 years, the science has come out and shown us very clearly that cardiovascular disease, the plugging up of your pipes, is an autoimmune disease. Cancer is an autoimmune disease. They both begin with the autoimmune mechanism. So what becomes the number one mechanism in getting sick and dying in the world today? The number one mechanism in getting sick and dying in the world is your immune system attacking your own cells. So the autoimmune mechanism is the primary mechanism in getting sick and dying in the world. And, you know, there are hundreds of studies that you have to read to get the big picture overview of this, but I've been standing on stage now for a number of years teaching this to doctors. Thousands and thousands of doctors now get this. They understand it, and they're implementing these protocols when they're looking at their patients. So I wrote the book, The Autoimmune Fix. This came out five weeks ago, The Autoimmune Fix. And I tell the whole story of how this occurs with all of the analogies and the examples so people can understand in the autoimmune fix. So this mechanism of tearing the cheesecloth, making antibodies to whatever food molecules get in there or other stuff like bacteria gets in there, making the antibodies, those antibodies going through your bloodstream trying to attack the food or the bug, you know, whatever got through the tears in the cheesecloth, and mistakenly seeing that part of your own body looks like part of the food, or uh, you make antibodies to chicken, and part of your body looks like chicken, or you make antibodies to dairy, part of your, your tissue looks like the, the uh, amino acid structure of dairy, 
that mechanism is the primary mechanism in getting sick and dying in the world today. It's essential that everyone just understands this mechanism. And when you do understand the mechanism, you start asking questions of your doctor. And your doctor won't know that much, but when he has 100 patients in the next two months or three months asking these questions, he's going to start reading a little bit more about it. He's going to say, oh, my God, this is correct. Wow, this is great to know this. This is fabulous. And they're going to start learning that there's things you can do to prevent that particular autoimmune disease from developing. So that's the book, The Autoimmune Fix. And I just gave you a very sophisticated, I just gave you a very sophisticated, cutting-edge, big-picture overview. And I know that your people can't, um, probably won't grab all of it, but hopefully you, you can listen to this interview again and again and again, or you'll get the book. Uh, and read about this so that because this is primary for you and your children and your parents. This is why we get sick. This is a primary mechanism in why we get sick. Yeah, it's uh, it's really awesome. Can you tell me how do we get the book, the autoimmune fix? Where do we order it? Do you have it on your you, website or is it through Amazon? Yes, I do. Uh, uh, yes to both to both um, uh, options. Uh, if you get it through our website, there's a bunch of handouts that you get also for free, a lot more information. Uh, so the price is the same, you know, uh, but, but we give you uh, um, handouts on, um, uh, uh, to take to your doctor. One of them is uh, the conundrum of gluten sensitivity, why the tests are often wrong, because the doctors are doing uh, old tests, and they don't know about the newer tests that laboratories are offering now, they give you much more comprehensive information. So you can get it either place. But the idea is probably um, you, well, you, you get more bang for your buck if you get it at www.thedr.com. Thedoctor.com. Don't spell the word doctor out, just thedr.com. Wonderful. Because I know a number of people are going to order it you know, right away, obviously, because this is... Um this is where everybody needs to be now. And um, I know that with my own health, um, it has totally catapulted to a whole different level. I'm 58 years old and I have the energy of someone in their 30s and um, just a really, you know, thriving energy. And it's because of changing what I put into my body. The other part of it that I was curious about your, your thoughts. And again, you know, we know that not everything is one size fits all, but how do you feel about vegetarian? Good. Okay. There, you're absolutely right. There's no one diet that works for everyone. No one diet. Um, many, many people have um, um, declared that when they've gone vegetarian, uh, that they feel better. And uh, they function better. Many people say when they go vegetarian, it's great for a month or two, and they don't, they don't feel as if they have much energy. Um, some of the sickest people I've seen in practice are vegetarians. And some of the healthiest people I've seen in practice are vegetarians. Uh. So if, if you're going to go the vegetarian route, it's not as simple as I'm just going to eat more broccoli and lettuce. You right. really have to understand how to get adequate amounts of good, usable protein. There's yes. something called the biological value of protein. And you, uh, everyone needs to understand who's going to go vegetarian, how do you make sure you have high biological value to protein? That's the big downfall to vegetarian diets, that people do it because it sounds like a good idea, but they don't know what they're doing in a year Two years, four years from now, they're anemic. They've got vitamin B12 deficiencies because they haven't studied how to do it properly. So my opinion about most any uh, rational diet, most any diet, is that you have to learn what the strengths and the vulnerabilities are of that approach to eating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I aim uh, every day to have half my body weight in grams of protein. 
that's a great, great um, uh, target. That's a, that's a very healthy target, especially as we age. One of the more common deficiencies of people as they age is not enough protein. They eat too many carbs, which means too many grains, too many breads, too many cookies, too many muffins, too much pasta. They're not getting enough vegetables, and they're not getting enough protein. The emphasis on our plate in general, once again, everyone's different. Some people do really, really great eating paleo, which means a whole lot of meat and no grains at all. Some people do great at that. Some people do great with vegetarianism. You know, there's no one diet that fits all. But the emphasis, the emphasis has to be in learning how to do that particular diet properly. And it doesn't matter how you feel in, in some ways. It doesn't really matter because if there's damage accruing, if you've got inflammation because of protein deficiencies, you don't feel bad until you've killed off enough tissue from the inflammation that now becomes obvious. you got a problem, and that can take years to develop. So uh, we just want to, whatever approach to eating we're going to do, we just want to make sure that we're uh, working with a coach. That can be a nutrition-oriented doctor that really knows his stuff, his or her stuff, or it can be a nutritionist, a registered dietitian, a health coach, um, it's just important that we have guidance in doing what we want to do and not just shotgun something because it sounds like a good idea. Absolutely. Well, you also, um, before we went live on the air, you were telling me about a program that you're offering now that people can actually uh, order it through your, your website. Let, let's talk about that because it. Um, it sounded like a, a must-have of what people want and what they need. Oh, thank you so much. It's really very, very cool. I'm so proud of it. Um, for the last year, just over a year, the last 14 months, I've been traveling the world interviewing what I call the godfathers in the world of autoimmunity. Now, understand from what we've already said, if autoimmunity is the number one mechanism in getting sick and dying in the world, How important is it to know about this? It's critically important. So I've been traveling the world interviewing the doctors, the researchers whose research papers I've been reading. For example, Professor Yehuda Schoenfeld is from Israel. He is the godfather of predictive autoimmunity. To give you a sense of who this guy is, 28 of the PhD students who got their PhDs under him, so their PhDs in immunology, 28 of them, and he's had many more who have gotten their PhDs and studied under him, but 28 of them now chair departments of immunology in med schools and hospitals around the world. They're his students. So this is the godfather. And he just had written his book last April. It had just come out. Called auto, uh, no, called vaccines and autoimmunity, and he addresses the very controversial topic of vaccines. Now, this is the godfather of autoimmunity, the guy in the world. I was so great to talk to him, the guy in the world, and he said, "Dr. O'Brien, we very much are in favor of vaccinations. Obviously, they have saved millions of lives. However," If a person carries the gene HLA-DRB1, and it's a very common gene, about 30% of the population has that gene, if they carry that gene, they are at high risk of developing a sensitivity to reaction to vaccines. So those people, those people who carry HLA-DRB1, caution is advised in the administration of the vaccines. What does that mean? It means you don't give an infant four vaccines in one day. You give them one, and you wait two weeks, and you give them another one, and you wait two weeks, and you give them another one. You give their body a chance to adapt to this poison, and it's a poison that's being um, injected into their bodies because their particular body carries the gene that says, you may have a problem with this. So that comes from the world's leading immunologist. That is such useful information for parents who are trying to determine what to do in this world of vaccines. Do I give my child vaccines? Do I not? 
here is a piece of information that is irrefutable. This is just pure science. And there's no reason why you can't give a child one vaccine as opposed to three. You know, we've all heard of the MMR, but you used to give them separately. You get the measles, and then you get the mumps later, and then you get rubella. But it's much more convenient for the pharmaceutical industry to put them all together in one shot. It's much cheaper, millions of dollars cheaper for them to produce it that way. So that's Dr. Schoenfeld. And uh, so I've, I've interviewed 85 of the world experts like that. And I've also interviewed patients all over the world who have reversed their autoimmune diseases. And they show the x-rays or the MRIs of the lesions in their brain with multiple sclerosis. And there's a woman in London who had eight lesions in her brain. And then here she is now uh, uh, three years later. And she only has one lesion, and it's much smaller than it originally was, and she has no symptoms. Wow. And she, said, and she says, you know, and uh, this was in London, and um, she walked up to a map of London, a big map on the wall, and she said, you know, the train station that I took to get here for this interview today, it's seven blocks. And she points to where it is, and she uh, shows where she came to, where we were, and she said, it's seven blocks that I walked, it's not a big deal to walk seven blocks, but it is. And then she's got tears running down her cheeks because she couldn't walk. And now she can walk. You know, and you see these stories of these people who have suffered so much. And when they implement these basic principles, stop throwing gasoline on the fire. So you have to find out what's gasoline in your body Where's the tears in the cheesecloth, this mechanism that allows all of this autoimmune disease to occur? And when you start to address this, and so I've got the world experts talking about this. And right now, online, we've got 260,000 people watching this. It's all free. It's all free online. And everyone can watch it for free. And all you have to do, you go to www.betrayal series.com forward slash temple haze so that's betrayal b-e-t-r-a-y-a-l series s-e-r-i-e-s betrayal series.com forward slash temple haze h-a-y-e-s and you can register for free and then we give you the links right there and you can start watching it and it's free and you're, and you're going to learn so much in from you know we're getting thousands of messages now of people saying thank you, thank you, thank you. And I try to read them all. I fall asleep about 2 or 3 in the morning at the computer because I'm reading all of these, and, and uh, it just brings tears to my eyes. You know, some of the stuff you hear, and uh, as far as I know, four people so far that I've seen anyway, four people have written and said, thank you. I'm not going to commit suicide now because I have hope. For the first time, I have hope that you start to understand where all these mechanisms come from, and then you know that there's a chance that you can feel better. I don't know if you can reverse your disease or not. We reverse many, but not all of them. But you certainly can feel better. There's no question that you can feel better. Absolutely no question. So all of that is possible. And it's betrayalseries.com forward slash Temple Hayes. And I also want to remind everyone that you definitely want to go on to Dr. Tom O'Brien's website. It's the doctor, the dr.com. Again, that's the dr.com. There's just a wealth of, of information. And I'm, I'm loving this conversation so much, um, Dr. Tom, because um, I have through the years, been doing a lot of research, uh, not because I want to go in the field that you're in or anything like that, but because I, I do care about the, the physical being. I think um, our physical body is one of the most spiritual components of our lives, and how it's our temple. It, well, yes, it's and our, yes, it's and, our temple. You, know, you can see, you can see, I came in with that name, and no, I didn't change it. It was my grandfather's. 
but it has been a curiosity to me and having changed my my program through the years along with other people that I know that are you know spot on with with what you're saying um, you do feel better uh, your life does change you don't run around you know getting sick all the time and all the different things that um, that are highlighted um, talk to us a little bit about some of the things that you have discovered along with cancer and Lyme disease and fibromyalgia. Well, listen, the, um, yeah, you bet. The, um, the first concept that uh, we all need to, um, you know, and if we're sitting down together, I, you know, I'll wrestle with you on this. You know, you, you say, I don't believe that. All right, let's wrestle with it. What do you believe? You know, and uh, let's just have some discussion. I've done that many times. Uh, mm-hmm. But the first, the first concept is we all know that disease are inflammatory. They're inflammation. So the first thing, it doesn't matter what the disease is, the first thing you have to do is stop throwing gasoline on the fire. Right. And that's an obvious if you think of it that way. That is why Dr. Dale Bredesen, he runs the Buck Institute at UCLA. That's the Alzheimer's Research Institute at UCLA. Dr. Bredesen published a paper in November of 2014 in the medical journal reversing Alzheimer's in 9 out of 10 patients over 5 years. Completely reversing it. Now that's supposedly not possible. Really? Just read the paper. Just read the research and you see it is. How did he do this? There's no big pill. There's no magic pill. It's really hard to do, but you can do it. How do you do it? There are 34 things on the checklist. Do they have sensitivity to wheat? Do they have sensitivity to dairy? Do they have quiet time every day for prayer or meditation or they take a quiet walk? Do they exercise 15 to 30 minutes a day? Do they get 8 to 10 hours of sleep every day? And you just go down the checklist and whatever is not right, you teach them how to fix it. That's why it took five years is that people have to change the habits that produce what they've currently got. Listen, if your car is blowing black smoke out of the exhaust pipe, you don't treat the exhaust pipe. But that's the way that we've been trained as a society. Treat the symptoms. You wait until you got a symptom. You wait till your car's broken down, the hot light's on the dashboard. Then you go in for maintenance, and you try to get the hot light to turn off the dashboard. You deal with the symptoms. That whole system is set up as a multi, multi-billion dollar industry. And they're making billions on this. Billions on us believing that we have to have a medicine chest in our bathroom. Really? Really? I mean, we've gone, well, of course, you know, that's the medicine cabinet. Well, wait a minute. Why isn't it a vitamin cabinet? Why is it that we have to have a medicine cabinet? You know, if you read the book, The Blue Zones, and they talk about these places in the world where a large percentage of the population lives into their 80s, 90s, over 100, fully functional, independent living, doing their work, whatever they do, what's in common? They're not on meds. They're not on meds. They don't have a medicine cabinet. They've got a whole food cabinet. You know, and I don't mean the store. I mean they're eating whole foods, lots of vegetables and fresh meats, and uh, they're living closer to the earth. You can reverse Alzheimer's. Dr. Bredesen has proved it. But you have to stop thinking about the black smoke coming out of the exhaust pipe. You have to stop focusing on that, and you have to deal with what's wrong with the engine. That's the basic premise. It doesn't matter whether it's diabetes or fibromyalgia or Epstein-Barr virus or rheumatoid arthritis or Alzheimer's or Parkinson's. We now know, I started talking, teaching on this early last year when the papers came out, We now know that Parkinson's and Alzheimer's begins in the gut. It's the microbiota in the gut. That's where it begins. And these proteins get misfolded or twisted, and then they they creep up the nerves of the spine all the way up to the brain over the course of a number of years. You know how they figured this out? By looking at what happened with mad cow disease. Mm. And many, many of us have learned you don't eat the brain tissue of cows because that's where the prions are if they get in your body 
then they can creep up your spinal cord and they get in your brain and you get this maddening disease called Crutzfield-Jacobs, mad cow disease. And it takes 30 years before you have symptoms of what you ate. But that mechanism, that mechanism of those prions, that's the mechanism of Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. It starts in your gut. That's why almost every Parkinson's patient has a long history of constipation. Years before they ever had any Parkinson's symptoms. No, the constipation was a Parkinson's symptom in that patient. They just didn't know. So we have to wake up, people. You have to wake up and stop treating the black smoke in the exhaust pipe and start asking, why is this happening? And then you start learning these mechanisms. And the most comprehensive thing that I've ever seen to do that is the betrayalseries.com forward slash Temple Hayes and the book, The Autoimmune Fix. You get this information, then you're going to start asking intelligent questions of the whole world about what's happening to your body and why is it happening. You can't fix what you don't know. And all, all you know is that you've got black smoke coming out the exhaust pipe. You know, it might be diabetes. It might be obesity. It might be autism. It might be attention deficit. It might be rheumatoid arthritis. It doesn't matter what it is. It's the mechanism that's important to start with. And then, of course, you want to treat the symptoms. Of course you do. Please don't, you know, be a jerk on this and say, oh, he says the symptoms aren't important. Of course they're important. Of course they are. But you don't stop there. You have to look at So you, you take the meds. If your doctor recommends medication, you take the meds and you ask, why do I need these meds, Doc? Why did this happen? And if they don't know, you thank them, you use them for treating the black smoke coming out of the exhaust pipe, and you find another doctor to be a member of your team to look at what's going on in the engine. Every disease has a reason why it's there. Every disease. If Dr. Bredesen can reverse Alzheimer's and 9 out of 10 people, the 10th person was just too far gone, couldn't do anything. If he can reverse Alzheimer's in 9 out of 10 people, what you're suffering with can be addressed also. I'm so grateful that you're out, you know, teaching so many other physicians and practitioners and people in the chiropractic profession, these, you know, getting back to common sense of how we live our life and our values. And I I also um, hope and see that within our lifetime that, you know, insurance companies will reward those of us that the only thing we ever want to buy is B12 <laughs> instead of punishing us at these exorbitant amounts of money for just a simple little shot. So anyway, I had to throw my little belief in there too, but I really, yes. um, you know, there ought to be a reward system for for people that are are rarely ever using and exercising those insurance rights because we do then spend so much time, you know, every day and every month. And that's what we love about intentional and intentional spirits. And this is the reason, folks, that we do this show is that we can bring you this kind of leading edge awareness so you can understand your life, your body, your being. And so you you know, being old is a choice, and when we allow other people to lead our lives and tell us how to live and what we need, instead of, like Dr. O'Brien is saying, asking the right questions. I mean, the, the great thing about the body is that when it is sick, I love what you said, when it is sick, it's like this huge stop sign. It's really trying to give us the information that we need to know to move forward to make the simple changes that are necessary. It's not something working against it, which is what, you know, what so many people perceive it is like, why is it doing this? I don't get it. You know, just give me a pill so I can move on instead of really looking at the messages that are coming. That's exactly right. That's a really nice analogy. You know, um, uh, imagine this. Imagine you buy a home in November in the Midwest. You know, the, the leaves are off the trees. Um, it's getting cold. You know, the season's coming. You know, winter's coming. And, uh, but you're really excited about the house. You saw there's a garden in the backyard, a really nice-looking garden. It's all cleaned out now, but it looks really nice. And here comes the spring. 
the next spring and you're, you're really excited to plant your first garden. So you plant your first garden and you notice nothing's growing or what's growing doesn't look very good at all. I mean, there's not much there. What the heck's going on here? What you don't know is that, oh, maybe in June of the previous year, someone spilled the five-gallon container of gasoline in the garden. But you can't tell because in November, you know, everything was cleaned up and, you know, everything looked fine. And now here comes the spring. You don't smell any gasoline, but it's in the soil. Things can't grow because there's too much gasoline in the soil. You'd never know. There's no way you would ever know what's going on in your garden. That's what's happening in our bodies today, people. And that's what you're going to learn in betrayal is that for every person in the U.S. today, this is no exaggeration, these are the exact numbers, for every person in the U.S. today, 250 pounds of toxic chemicals per person per day are being dumped in the United States. 250 pounds per person per day. That's five 50-pound bags every day of toxic crap, excuse me, that's being dumped in our environment. Where is it? It's the saran wrap you put on your food that's loaded with bisphenol A that leaches into the, the food that the saran wrap touches. It's the BPA called bisphenol A in the coffee lids that go on top of the coffee cup that when you go to Starbucks or to your local coffee shop. And the steam from the hot beverage goes up to the underside of the lid. It condenses on the lid. It drips down back into the coffee with bisphenol A. And then you, you turn the cup up, you put the cup up to your lips, and you're uh, drinking, but the hot beverage is hitting the underside of the lid and pulling more bisphenol A into your bloodstream or, in, or in, into your body, and it gets in your bloodstream. What's the problem with bisphenol A? It binds to your estrogen receptor sites, men and women. So just go online to Google, just Google BPA and cancer. BPA and cancer, that's just one of thousands of chemicals, 250 pounds per person per day. Newborns in the United States today, the Environmental Working Group published this study three years ago. Newborns in the United States today have on average 283 toxic chemicals in their bloodstream at birth because mom had all this in her body. 283 chemicals. And then you, you ask, why is it that we have a million kids a year now diagnosed with autism in the U.S.? When I came out in practice in 1980, it was one child out of every 4,800 and I think it was 53 in 1980. Now it's one child out of every 46, and they say by 2026, it's going to be one boy out of two are going to be on the autism spectrum. We have to wake up now. You can't put your toe in the water. You have to jump in. And the only way that you will be motivated to jump in to stop the destruction of the planet is if you know, if you understand the big picture. You can't fix what you don't know. Here's a study that came out three weeks ago from the World Wildlife Federation in conjunction with two universities. They published a paper. It was in the uh, newspaper. I read it on the plane coming back from Austin. I was teaching in Austin a week ago last Saturday, and I read an article that said that this study shows us that there has been a 57% reduction in all wildlife on the planet since 1970. And I said, oh, that's too bad. And then I went on to read the next article. Well, I get to uh, the airport, you know, get home, go out to the parking lot, get in my car, start driving home. I'm on the freeway. I almost hit the brakes in the middle of the freeway. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We've lost 57% of everything that lives on the planet in the last 46 years. 57% of everything is gone. And we are naive enough to keep our heads buried in the sand and say, well, it's not my problem. There's no such thing as global warming. No, these chemicals aren't a problem. We have to wake up. 57% of all the bumblebees, all of the rainbow trout, all of the rhinoceroses, all of the polar bears, 57% of everything has been wiped out in the last 46 years. Do you get the seriousness of this? How do you think our grandkids are going to live on this planet when there's no more bees to pollinate the plants to grow food? 
It's unbelievable. Well, it's been a pleasure to have you. I definitely, oh my gosh, I could, this could go on for hours and I'd love to have you on the show again. I want to remind everyone to go to betrayalseries.com forward slash Temple Hayes. Get educated, know this information, make a change start today, right here and right now. Uh, Dr. Tom O'Brien, um, Thank you so much. Uh, so appreciative of you being on the show. And thank you for doing the work that you're doing in the world. Greatly, greatly appreciate you and all that you offer. Thank you. Thank you, Temple. It was a pleasure to be with you. And thank you, everyone. Bless you. Thank you for tuning into The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. experience the peace and joy promised by A Course in Miracles? Or are you still struggling to truly live your beliefs from moment to moment? Let Rev. Jennifer Hadley help you focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application by walking your talk. Experience the healing live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central on A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This Christmas, recall the childlike joy of the holidays with The Wonder of Christmas, a new Advent booklet from Unity. Request or download your free booklet today at unity.org slash UOR Advent. The Wonder of Christmas supports your Advent journey with inspirational messages, scripture, uplifting stories, beautiful poems, and more. Download or request your free copy today at unity.org slash UOR Advent. That's unity.org slash UOR Advent. But hurry. Advent begins November 27th. Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Reverend Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. Haven't we all stood on the bank of a quiet pond and tossed a stone into the water? Haven't we seen the ripples move outward from the place where the stone entered the water until the whole surface of the pond danced with the movement of energy? Before long, we could no longer clearly see the point where the stone entered the water. My inner environment of thoughts and feelings behaves much like a pond. When I introduce a thought of peace into my mind and heart, that single thought creates a ripple effect that really does change the world. From its beginning point within me, peace ripples out to fill my inner world and continues to move out into the world around me. Peace can begin with me. To find a Unity Church near you, 
please visit our website at www.unity.org. notice how the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly? Listen to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed as these unlikely saints administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Join the discussion with Daryl and Ed live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central Time on Funniest Thing, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What is it you really want in life? No matter what you've been through, you can still achieve it. I'm Sandra Ann Taylor, and in my Energy Activation podcast, we'll explore the science of manifestation, and I'll give you specific techniques to shift your energy in order to make your dreams a reality. I also do live energy readings, and you can be a part of the show by emailing your questions to me at sandrataylor.net. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts. 